You are listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I am Nick Trellia. I'm Philip Andrews. I'm Caleb Rumet. As always, let's get a little wacky with Wacky World. Wow! I don't believe it. Well, there's something you don't see every day. So, uh, man accidentally creates chemical weapon in sauna. Uh, that takes skill. <laughs> Well, in this case, an extreme lack of skill and common sense. (laughs) So uh, we have this guy uh, who said that he accidentally created a, quote, chemical weapon from World War I in his sauna. So after uh, after a workout, uh, this guy said he decided to try out his gym sauna room. And, uh, you know, he was in there and it just wasn't just wasn't quite hot enough for him. He was in there for like 10 to 15 minutes and... He, you know, you pour the water on there to make it hotter. So he's like, hey, guys, you know, do you mind if I go out and, you know, get some water and heat it up? Well, uh, the bucket they had in there was empty. They had no water. This genius decided to take this bucket and get the water from the gym swimming pool, which is full of chlorine. <laughs> That's a great idea. And so uh, he takes the bucket and he splashes the water on the rocks. He goes, the room got much hotter right away, but for some reason, my eyes started burning and my lungs felt like they were on fire. I tried to figure out what was going on, and then I realized that the pool is full of chlorine. <laughs> this guy's just clearly just a meathead, honestly. <laughs> He's got done working out. He's like, oh, it's water. But like, I don't understand. Is, was there no better place to get water than the swimming pool? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No one could be that dumb. I don't know. <laughs> At the gym? Basic chemistry is hard, you know? Right, right. As a chemistry major, I can say that I have definitely never made chlorine gas. Speaking of idiots, (laughs) Canadian boy, eight years old, wins $200 worth of cannabis products at youth hockey tournament. Eight-year-old innocently entered a raffle at a hockey tournament, and it turns out that he put his ticket in a bag, and that bag happened to correspond to various cannabis-related items as the prizes. And the paraphernalia included a smoking apparatus and edibles. Ooh, edibles. <laughs> Is all this legal in Canada? <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay. I mean, apparently. Huh. Anyway, there was a total of $200 worth of cannabis uh, paraphernalia up for grabs. And the granddad of this kid was on the case. <laughs> Understandably outraged, he said, quote, My grandson thought he won a great prize. Dad, I want chocolate. No, son, there's bad drugs in the chocolate. <laughs> How do you explain that to a kid? <laughs> no, you really can't, I don't think. <laughs> they said that they gave the eight-year-old the option of turning down the prize. <laughs> so they knew who won it, in return and they for, still gave it away. <laughs> in return for what? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's a clever way not to have to give out any prizes. <laughs> yeah, I wonder who got to keep the weed. I feel like if I was the grandpa, I'd, I'd confiscate it and make sure that it was disposed of properly. Right, right. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. certainly. So my article this week is North Carolina woman who turns 100 gets unique birthday wish. So the North Carolina police arrested a 100-year-old woman at her nursing home Thursday as she was able to cross going to jail off her bucket list. <laughs> She's 100, don't forget. <laughs> as her friends and family gathered, a Parson County deputy approached her and arrested her on charges of indecent exposure. Uh, Bryant was handcuffed to... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Back up. Yes, that's right. What does that mean? <laughs> you don't know what that means? No, I, n- no, I want details. You don't want <laughs> You don't want to know what a 100-year-old arrested for indecent, indecent exposure looks like. <laughs> well, the whole, point is that, the whole point is that it's a false arrest, so I'm wait, pretty sure. Did she do this on purpose? Yes. Because she knew she was going to get arrested? No, she didn't 
No, no, no. She didn't actually do anything wrong. Was okay, it okay? That's what, just part of the gag. I see. Was sure. it her choice to be arrested for indecent exposure? She just wanted to be arrested for anything. She didn't and, really care. And and so the cops were like, "We're gonna slap you with the most embarrassing." That's right. Oh, <laughs> that's that's exactly <laughs> right. Nice. Don't worry. This this goes farther. Um, oh boy. She was handcuffed to her walker and placed in a patrol car. <laughs> and while she was pretending to put up a fight, she playfully kicked the officers. <laughs> Don't kick me. I've got bad knees, said one deputy, to which Bryant <laughs> replied, I've got two bad knees. <laughs> 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 now, Ruth Bryant even got her own orange jumpsuit. And while she was in jail, she excitedly said, quote, I'm in the jailhouse now. I finally got here. Before hugging the chief jailer. <laughs> now, like in... Now she can probably sue them for a false, false arrest. Yes, that's right. <laughs> right. You're listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. And uh, speaking of not trusting people, uh, I have an article here that will help everyone out in their daily lives. It's Why called, did you look right at me when you said not trusting people? Because <laughs> this article is about filthy liars, Caleb. Okay. <laughs> so uh, this article is called How to Spot Filthy Liars. So uh, Thomas Ormerod, something like that, I think that's his name, uh, he had a team of security officers, and they were tasked with basically interviewing people at an international airport in London. I'm assuming it's Heathrow. It doesn't say in the article. Um, But the problem is they were only able to tell uh, if one in 1,000 people were actually deceiving them. They were only able to get it right uh, one time out of 1,000, which is ridiculous. So they were focusing on body language, eye movements, these things called micro-expressions. So the there used to be the common uh, line of thinking with looking at lies came out from a guy at University of Alabama in Birmingham, actually, where he was like, when people lie, they have different tells, right? It's like twitches or certain things. Right. Uh, this guy from UAB famously analyzed the video where Bill Clinton's like, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Like the the way that he spoke, certain things like that. He's like, oh, he's lying, definitely based on these things. And so that was that sort of became the gold standard for how to tell if somebody was lying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the problem is that the clues aren't actually as reliable as they should be. Like, everyone has tells. Uh, micro-expressions do exist, but the problem is being able to see them in real time is an issue. Yeah, I mean, I've always kind of thought these studies and stuff are just complete bogus. Like, I just look at it and like, there's no way that this is consistent across person to person, you know? Well, yeah, that's what I was just going to say is one of the problems with these things is that they're so individual and they're like personal ticks rather than like a universal standard. Right. And, um, and another one of the problems is that most of these, uh, questionnaires are based on yes, no questions. And you can't tell a lot, you know, someone just says yes, or someone says no, there's not a lot, there's not a lot there. Right. And so they actually kind of changed up the method of what they were doing. So instead of instead of allowing the investigators to do most of the talking, they kind of changed it up and they said, hey, we're going to let the suspects do most of the talking. So basically they changed their line of questioning from being very specific to being very open. So um, basically this forces the liar to expand on their tail and kind of get trapped up in their own lie because they have to they have to come up with something more elaborate as opposed to yes no and that's easy to keep track of like you know i i said i didn't do this i said i did do that's easy um employing the element of surprise is also important asking somebody to tell their story backwards to kind of you know if they don't really know what they're saying they're not going to know how to consistently tell the story backwards Mm -hmm. you know if they said they were with somebody like well how would the person that you were with tell the story? Mm-hmm. Uh, just allowing them to talk. Um, watch for small, verifiable details. 
uh, if a passenger says that they work at a certain university, like let's say someone's like, yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a student at Hillsdale. And be like, oh, well, uh, how do you get to Hillsdale every day? You know, like, what, what, what's, your daily, um, what's your daily commute like? You know, certain things like that. So it seems like basically the more information that you have, you know, the better you're going to be. So this is a better process of drawing out more information from the person in terms of both language and body language. Right. And uh, when they put these new uh, techniques to use uh, in airports across Europe, they found that the new techniques with open-ended questions actually 20 times more effective in detecting fake passengers and uh, with a success rate sometimes as high as 70%. Oh. Wow. So next up, we're going to transition into talking about how to avoid companies that may be lying to you. And the internet is great now because it has reviews. So you can spot those liars who are lying about their products ahead of time. That's a bit of a stretch, I know. More specifically, we're going to look at the art of the funny Amazon review. Now, I think this probably originated, as most of you guys out there know, with the famous Haribo sugar-free gummy bear review, uh, which is now legendary. It's a classic. Well, we thought we'd bring to you some lesser known ones today. And uh, so to start off, first review I've got here for you is of a shoe. Nice. The Hero <laughs> Legend 555. Now, this is a Nike sneaker. This review reads, Sure, these shoes are pricey, but you get what you pay for. I worked 60 hours a week all year long, and I finally was able to purchase these shoes. I've put them on, and you could immediately tell these weren't your average $60 sneakers. They may have been the same amount of form, comfort, shape, and performance, but they are way more stylish, like $3,000 stylish. <laughs> Sometimes my daughter complains, though. She'll say things like, Are we going to eat yet? I'm tired of sleeping on the street. But then I just show her my awesome Nikes, and she shuts up. <laughs> Great shoes. I do recommend. <laughs> nice. So I've got one on Tuscan Whole Milk, one gallon by Tuscan. <laughs> Who else? And this is very uh, very fitting because I drink a lot of milk, as you guys know. Uh, Mo Law says that, uh, quote, Do you have any idea where this stuff comes from? It's excreted by squeezing the wobbly thingy on the underside of a cow. <laughs> That's hardly made clear anywhere on the label. <laughs> <laughs> makes a good point. I've always questioned milk. Mm. <laughs> um, next up, we've got Wheelmate Laptop Steering Wheel Desk. Now, this just in your is for your car. It goes right underneath your steering wheel so that you can do your work while you're driving. This guy says, it's okay, I guess, but the bumpy road makes it hard to type. And there's a lot of pedestrians in traffic that keep distracting me from my computer. <laughs> <laughs> there's, uh, there's another review that goes, uh, I love emailing the highway patrol when I drive to let them know the tag numbers of cell phone using drivers. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Safety first, guys. <laughs> I just want to point out one other review for that one that just says, I'm using it right now to post this review, and I never. Never. <laughs> Maybe got in an accident and couldn't finish the review. Yeah, I see what happened. I think that's the idea. All right, so uh, here from the Hutzler Manufacturing Company, the Hutzler 571 Banana Slicer. Uh, what can I say about the 571B banana slicer that hasn't already been said about the wheel, <laughs> penicillin, or the iPhone? <laughs> it's curved from left to right. All my bananas are bent the other way. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently you can actually buy uranium ore on Amazon. And uh, some of the reviews for this are <laughs> somewhat predictable. Don't, but, don't, don't uh, let a rand know. Yeah, exactly. It's not cat food. The cat's huge and, well, doesn't really look much like a cat anymore. 
<laughs> Comes in a little tin can, just right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I can see how also, that confused. Patrick J. McGovern says, "I purchased this product product four point four seven billion years ago, and when I opened it today, it was half empty." Ah, the half life of uranium. <laughs> Chemistry joke. What a what a what a joke that was. Well, he thought it was funny. <laughs> Uh, so we have here a coffin review on Amazon. Simply says, no complaints from Grandpa. <laughs> Maybe that's because he's dead. They sell coffins or really, on really Amazon. nice. I don't know. Would you want to pick out your coffin? Like, would you like before you die? You want to be like, I want to be buried in that. I don't know. Well, somebody else gonna screw it up if I don't. So, like you, <laughs> you won't catch me dead in that thing. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're funny, don't you? Someone has to. All right, you're listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. And unfortunately, Rachel is not with us. She is actually going to attend the IBS Broadcasting Awards in New York City. She's better at this radio thing than we are, apparently. That's not surprising at all. Um, I mention that because she, Caleb, and I were at Walmart not too long ago. Phil did not come along. He missed the he missed a great situation. Lame. I'm just too productive. So it was like a it was like a Friday or a Saturday night, right? Wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And uh, we decided to go make a grub run at probably eleven o'clock at Walmart. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we head up to Walmart and walk into the entrance, and there's like five or so teenage. I'm guessing they're high school students, right? Just hanging out in the entrance. Yeah. So these guys were just standing there, and they were giving us a lot of weird looks and. I don't know, we didn't, we didn't really know what was going on, but we <laughs> definitely all kind of huddled up in a group and just kind of yeah went right by them. Well, one of them was wearing super, super short shorts. Like these were like Magnum PI looking. And uh, I think Rachel said something to you about the shorts. And yeah, we're talking like barely legal shorts here. <laughs> it's probably an ATO. <laughs> <laughs> and so this, I mean, th- this guy, he made eye contact. Like I saw them look at it, at you, and that's when they we got their attention, and we kind of split up to get our different uh, our different items. So I was looking for a pepperoni stick. What I love to eat is just like you know just pepperoni. You know, cut off a little bit, eat it. It's super good. Uh-huh. Low yeah. in, low in carbs. It's really it's a good okay. little snack. Well, we don't it's do that so up weird, here in dude. the north. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty it's pretty odd. But to each I, I I just have a couple of eccentricities. Okay, I like fizzy water and eating <laughs> a couple. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and eating pepperoni sticks. <laughs> okay, keep going. Uh, and so I'm searching high and low for this thing, and finally I reach the deli and I find the pepperoni stick, and unbeknownst to me. Everybody else had found their items and were kind of congregated at the entrance area by the self-checkout. Also congregated at the self-checkout area were the five guys that had we drawn their attention. Well, I pick up the stick, and I, I get excited, dude. Well, I wave up there, and I'm like, hey, guys, I found my stick. Well, <laughs> the, the guys in the checkout think that I'm waving at them. I walk up to where everyone else is, and one of the guys locks eyes with me and, like, makes like kissing noises in my direction he's like love you or whatever something like that and i look around you know like are you talking to me he's like yeah yeah i was wearing a blue she was like yeah you in the blue and i was like oh oh boy great and so this is when i just kind of hijacked the situation i was like guys we're gonna go get some shampoo brilliant (laughs) strategy (laughs) and so we walk down into the shampoo aisle and caleb's looking around for whatever he needs and so we're just kind of standing around and then i noticed that the guy's 
they followed us over to the area. And how the champ- This is after checking out, mind you. Yes, yeah. So they have already checked out. Like, they, they need to be leaving. Like, they, they should be gone, right? And the way the shampoo aisle set up, it's kind of like a, we were kind of in the corner. And so they were standing at one of two exits. They were blocking them off. Our, our, we had to go through them, like right past them to get to the checkout. So this is yeah. when I was like, oh, th- this is kind of intense. This is a little bit. So Caleb gets his shampoo and then we start walking to the checkout and then they start following us. Yeah, they followed us all the way down the entire length of Walmart from the shampoo aisle all the way down to the self-checkout and then continued to say things while yeah. we were checking out. They, they were like barking too. Like when we were walking, they were, yeah, yeah. They were, yeah that was... They were, doing, they were like literally making dog noises yes. with their faces. It was... An <laughs> <laughs> Taking people watching to the next level. Yeah. Right, exactly. I don't but, know who is watching who at this point. I don't know what. I don't know yeah, how you describe that situation. <laughs> well, half, half of them were like really angry and the other yeah. half were just laughing and... yeah. It was confusing. I, I think some newly made legal substances in the state of Michigan were involved. <laughs> uh, so we get to the checkout. I can't guarantee that, but sure. <laughs> it's likely, you know. And so we're sitting there, and we're, like, trying to check it as quickly as possible. We're like, come on, come on, come on. But a buddy of ours, Jack, this guy is perpetually late. He was, like, four miles behind us yeah, at this point. I don't even know where he was. He wasn't anywhere near any of the situation. So he comes bebopping along with his happy self, with his <laughs> his basket full of whatever he bought. So he doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know the urgency of the situation. So we see him, we're like, Jack, come on, come on, come on. Jack, Jack, check out. Come on, come, let's go, let's go, let's go. And he's like, oh, guys, let's go. Hurry up, come on, come on, just check out. And so he checks out, taking his sweet time. And then we start seeing the guys coming our way because they see that we're done checking out. And they're like, oh, we got to get him. So, th- so they start coming. We're like, Jack, you better hurry up. Come on, come on, let's go, let's go. And so basically, we are just hanging out, waiting for Jack to check out, and uh, we're about to leave. But I'm like, hey, hey, we should wait for these guys to to go. Uh, we should let them leave in front of us. Yeah, and they all just kind of walk by us, say a couple things, and just walk out the door. And we're like, all right, let's just wait for you know 20 seconds to yeah. to just kind of let them let them blow by, right? And then we walk out, of course, and go through the automatic doors, and we come out into the darkness of you know late late hours of Hillsdale, and <laughs> we look over there. They're still getting in the car. Yeah, well, they, I <laughs> don't trying know. Trying to figure out how this thing works. Like, <laughs> trying to figure out how to start to, the car. Right. Where's the keyhole? Like, I don't right. know what they're doing, but their doors are all open, and they just like start yelling at us. They, they were like chimps in the dirt playing with a stick. They couldn't <laughs> figure out how to start the thing. Personally, if it was me, I probably would have gone first and tried to get off the roads before they were out there driving. But well, oh, I, there was no danger of them right. leaving anytime yeah. soon. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. So uh, speaking of just crazy people in Walmart, it's time for the Florida Man Quiz. Basically, how the game works is that three Florida Man headlines will be read, two of them are real, one of them is very fake, and it is up to the contestants to determine which one is the fake one. Their name is their buzzer. Let's begin with round one. This is just me versus you, Phil. Big time showdown. Clash of the Titans. Definitely gonna lose, but let's go. Florida man steals operating table from hospital. Number two. Florida man beats ATM, says it gives too much cash. (laughs) Number three. Florida man brings drugs to drug bust, gets himself busted. All right, Phil, I'm going to say C is the fake one. Say C is the fake one. Oh, man. (laughs) That all sounds so real. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go with, with A, operate, well, yeah, A, operating table. K, 
Caleb, you are correct. Oh, there we go. Florida Man Steel's operating table is incorrect. I'm just trying to imagine that happening. It's like, I mean, there's a lot of things you can use an operating table for, but right. not a lot in Florida that you can use it for. Alrighty, round two. Florida Man parks car in kitchen so Hurricane won't blow it away. Florida Man impersonating police officer pulls over real cops. Or number three. Florida man calls 911 to report that his roommate stole his weed. I just want to say C is definitely true. Yeah, C is real. That's real. As far as the other two go, um, let me go with the first one, A. Caleb? I'm also going to go with A. That is incorrect. Florida man impersonating police officer pulling over real cops is fake. Yeah, that would make sense because why would you pull anyone over if you're impersonating the cops? That's true. Because you're from Florida. (laughs) A quick score update. We have Caleb with one and Phil with zero as we head into round three. Round three, option one. Florida man carjacks elderly couple but can't drive stick shift he stole. Florida man holds up Domino's delivery man over pizza and wings. Florida man hits mom with broom after cat feud. What are you guys thinking? Um, let me go with, uh, I, mean, I feel like, I feel like B, holding the delivery man up. I feel like it's fake. I think it's fake. I think the, uh, the cat feud is fake. That is correct, Phil. Yes. <sighs> Florida man hits mom with broom after cat feud is fake. It's too mundane to be real. Yep. So we are tied at one heading into round four. Option one, Florida man arrested for smoking weed in maternity ward. Number two, Florida man calls 911 to check tax return. That's important. (laughs) Number three, Florida man wanting to get tased runs through airport in underwear wielding nunchucks. Oh, this is hard. Yeah, I think the writers have been getting better as the weeks go on. What writers? These are all... <laughs> we don't have writers. <laughs> well, I'm going to go with choice B on this one. I think B is fake. Yep. Okay, Caleb? I remember what B was. 911 to check that return. Yeah, all right. Yeah, there's just no way. There's no way. Well, so both of you guys say B? Yeah, B. There's no way. That is actually incorrect. What? Florida uh, man wanting to get tased running through airport with nunchucks okay. in underwear uh, is fake. That's not so real, though. I know. All right, so we are still... I can see it so vividly <laughs> in my head. <laughs> mean anything. So everybody is uh, tied at one right now as we head into the fifth and final round to determine the winner of this week's Florida Man Challenge. <clears throat> there you go. Number one. Florida man hid fugitive legless girlfriend in plastic tote. Number two, Florida man attempts to leave store with chainsaw stuffed down pants. And number three, Florida man once arrested for fighting drag queen with Tiki Torch while dressed as KKK member, now to run for mayor. It's A. I'm going to go with A. A is fake. These are all really, really good headlines, (laughs) which were true. Okay, I'm going to pick it. Chainsaw down the pants is fake. <laughs> That's so, so contrived, but it's probably real. I'm, I'm going to hate myself. You are incorrect, ah. Phil. Florida man hiding fugitive legless girlfriend in plastic tote is fake. Yes! And Caleb wins this week's Florida man challenge. All right. 
All right. Thank you for listening to Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. We have new episodes every Friday, so stay tuned.